today on Commitment to Truth. So we have a responsibility as adults to be living out publicly our faith so that our young men and women can look at our lives, gain courage from that to do what? Publicly live out their faith. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This week, we continue a series titled, Please Move, God, Preparing and Believing for a Move of God. Today, you may wonder why God is not noticeably moving in your life. But is He really not moving? Could it be that He desires to move in a more amazing way, but we are not entirely ready for this move of God? Isaiah 65:24 suggests how God desires to move. It reads, It will also come to pass that before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will listen. Are you willing to get ready for however God desires to move in us, through us, and around us? Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. We should never forget our responsibility to future generations. If you could look at it again, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 to 9, and we're going to skip verses 20 to 25. 6 to 9, it says, These words which I, have commanding you, I am commanding you today should be on your heart, and you shall repeat them or teach them diligently to your sons and speak of them when you sit in your house and when you walk on the road, when you lie down and when you get up, you shall also tie them as a sign around your hand and they should be as frontals on your forehead. You shall also write them on the doorposts of your house and on the gates. Now, if you skip to verses 20, 20 to 25, it says, when your sons ask you in time to come saying, what do the provisions and the statutes and the judgments mean when the Lord our God commanded you? Then you should say to your son, we were slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Moreover, the Lord provided great and terrible signs and wonders before our eyes against Egypt, Pharaoh and all his household. He brought us out of there in order to bring us in to give us the land which he has sworn to our fathers. So the Lord commanded us to follow all these statues to fear uh, the Lord, our God, for our own good always and for our survival as it is today. And it will be righteousness for us if we are careful to follow all this commandment before the Lord our God just as he has commanded us. There's this responsibility to future generations, church. And let me try to flesh it out for you here. Here's the first. We're responsible to teach and sharpen generations. We're responsible to teach and sharpen them. You should repeat them diligently. You should teach them diligently to your son. The words teach them diligently or repeat to them diligently means this to sharpen and to uh, wet a blade or sharpen a blade or weapon or an arrow. In other words, 
you prepare them for use. You don't just sharpen a blade just to sharpen a blade to say you have a sharpened blade. You sharpen a blade for what? Use. You sharpen an arrow for what? Use. So that's our responsibility is that it is our responsibility to sharpen and prepare and teach future generations until Jesus Christ returns. It is also our responsibility to teach them situationally. Listen to what it says. Sit in your house, on the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Every facet of life, behind closed doors, publicly, when you're resting, when you're fatigued, every area of life. Now, how would this happen? They got to get close enough to you. And church, listen, you know, one, one of the things that we have to be careful of is this. Churches get old in age. Now, thank God we're not old in age, meaning, okay, because I'm kind of categorized this way now. Old folks. Right? One way to kill a church is everybody grows old and dies. How do we prevent it? We have to give our children space, a place. And for the record, young men and women, this is your church. It's not your mom and daddy's church. This is your church too. It's not only their church. It's your church. And you have space in this church just like every other adult in this church. And you need to know that and embrace that. And go for it. And we need to create the space. And we need to teach them and train them. And but also, okay, situationally, watch me. Come model me. Come follow me as I follow Christ. Come serve alongside me. It's our responsibility. But then also, we're responsible to teach them by modeling it. Look at verse 8. It says, tie them as signs to your hand and on your frontals. In other words, what they used to do is, is put the commands of God on their forehead, scripture on their forehead. So what they're saying is, publicly, I'm showing you that I am following what is written. So we have a responsibility as adults to be living out publicly our faith. So that our, can, our young men and women can look at our lives, gain courage from that to do what? Publicly live out their faith. They need to see us telling others about Jesus. They need to see us publicly praying for our food at the, at, you know, in a restaurant versus one eye open and you're thinking there's all something wrong and, you know, you feel... Why are you feeling uncomfortable? They need to see that and feel that, that this is okay. To publicly live out your faith. It's our responsibility. It's our responsibility to teach them through, I like to say, publicly displaying it in your home. 
write them on your doorposts, on your gates. So when you think about decorating your house, can someone walk into your house and say, oh, I know who lives here. By the kind of pictures you have on your wall. Or by the kind of music you have, well, Nowadays, you can, you don't need CDs or anything like that. But you know what, what uh, vinyl is recycling. So what kind of vinyl you have, right? In other words, there has to be some public display of your faith when you walk into your home. Is it a museum all about you? Or does it communicate? Thank you for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We'll continue with the second part of the message right after this. Thank you again for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We now return for the second half of our message. We're responsible to respond when generations inquire. When your son asks you in times to come, got to be ready to respond. The word ask means this, to ask for oneself to inquire carefully, and listen to this, to even start begging you. Can you, are you ready to respond when your son or your daughter asks you a question about the one true living God? Now granted, they may get you and catch you off guard and ask you some things that you may not know, but it's nothing wrong with saying, I'll get back with you. Please don't do this. Why don't you ask Pastor Cedric? <laughs> oh, ask Pastor Mike. No, we are supplements to you. We're not you as parents and grandparents. We supplement you. We support you. We're not you. Follow me. We can't take on that responsibility. It's your responsibility to train up your child and when they should go, right? It's your responsibility. We supplement that on Sundays, on Wednesdays, and any other opportunities. That's the privilege of the body of Christ. Other men around your son, other women around your daughter, we're supplementing each other. 
When you speak into my children's life, you follow me and vice versa. It's supplementing what we should already be living and communicating and modeling for them. Make sense? So it's okay to get caught off guard every now and then. It's okay. It's, and it's okay to reference, hey, hey, pastor, hey, my daughter asked me this and my son asked me this. What do you think? But don't, don't, say, don't say, well, I don't know. Ask the pastor. Wrong answer. It's better to say, I'll get back with you. Because you know what that would do? It would affirm your leadership in your home. That you chose to seek counsel or you chose to go get on your knees or you chose to open up in a concordance and find it for yourself so you can respond appropriately back to your son or daughter. When they inquire, you have to be ready. If, you don't, if you're not ready in a moment, go get ready. You see, we're to tell generations, tell this of God to generations and to children unborn. Psalm 78, verse 5 through 7, it says this. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel which he commanded our fathers that they were to teach them to their children so that the generations to come would know the children yet unborn, that they will rise up and tell them to their children so that they will put their confidence in whom God and not forget the works of God, but comply with his commandments. You see, when we never forget the move of God in our lives, it somehow permeates next generations to help them never forget themselves. Amen? So let's end with this. So there was this, this guy who would, on the east coast of Florida, he said he would uh, every uh, evening go out with this bucket of shrimp to feed the seagulls. He would just shuffle out there, and it says that he did this until the day he died feeding the seagulls. But it says many years before that, about, in about 1942, he was on a mission in a B-17 and they were to deliver this important message to their superior, but they somehow got off course and, and lost radio contact and uh, began to lose all their fuel and they ended up ditching the, the plane in the Pacific, South Pacific. So they were actually lost at sea for a long time. And uh, they said they, of course, fought the waters, the weather, the scorching sun, giant sharks that were actually bigger than their raft. Uh, in this, they said that the greatest um, enemy of the sea wasn't necessarily sharks and other things. You know what it was? Starvation. He says eight days out, their relationship or their, ra their excuse me, their ration um, and their relationships, of course, got, got intense, but their ration uh, began to be uh, gone and are destroyed by the salt water. So they, of course, uh, began to seek God and have devotionals at sea. <laughs> and it, here's one of the accounts, because they said it would take a miracle to sustain them. And they said a miracle did occur. It says one afternoon, and, and we... Finished with a prayer for deliverance and a hymn of praise. There was some talk, but it tapered off in the oppressive heat. 
With my hat pulled down over my eyes to keep out some of the glare, I dozed off. Something landed on my head. I knew that it was a seagull. I don't know how I knew. I just knew. Everyone else knew too. No one said a word, but peering out from under my hat brim without moving my head, I could see the expression on their faces. They were uh, staring at the gull, and the gull meant food, if it could be caught. And the rest, as they say, was history. The gull was caught and eaten, and its intestines were used for bait to catch fish, and so on and so forth. So it says that the survivors were sustained and their hopes were renewed because of this one lone seagull that, listen, that uncharacteristically was hundreds of miles from land. This meant that everybody on, in the raft, they survived. So because of this, every evening about sunset, this lonely elderly man goes out with a bucket of shrimp to feed seagulls. You know why? To remember that one day long ago, when he was about to give up, a seagull saved his life. So our challenge today is this. After God rescues you, after God moves in your life, will you be found carrying a bucket of shrimp to feed seagulls? Or will you forget? You see, truth be told, most of us forget. And we just go on to the next thing that I want God to do. Or we just go on with life. We just go on doing whatever we want to do because this is my life. This is my time to enjoy. This is my time to do X, Y, Z with my wife, with my husband, with my kids, whatever. But we forget the move of God, what he has already done. Just don't remember. But one thing is for sure, there are another, there'll be another plane crash right in our life that will be out there at sea once again. Praying and asking God to do what? Rescue me. We do this time and time and time again. So my challenge to you today is, will you courageously look back, grab your bucket of shrimp, and start feeding some seagulls? In other words, something about remembering God motivates you to your dying day. It motivates you to your dying day. It motivates you to your dying day. So how much are you remembering? Hello, this is Cedric Brown, your teacher on Commitment to Truth. I would like to personally thank you so much for tuning in week after week to listen here on this station. My prayer is that our time together is encouraging and strengthening you in your personal walk with our Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen, I'm not going to assume that all of you know this Christ that I speak about week after week. And if you don't, and this is you, 
My prayer is that you are being inspired to know him personally through commitment to truth. But if you want to invite this Christ into your life right now, would you like to please pray with me? It's just a short prayer. It goes like this. Just say, Jesus, I acknowledge today that I am a sinner and I've sinned against you. But I believe that you came to die for me. You were buried for me and you rose again from the grave just for me. Jesus, I ask you to come into my life to be my Lord and my risen Savior. And I surrender my life completely to you until I see you face to face. Jesus, would you, would you please empower me through your Holy Spirit to live the rest of my life for your glory and for the good of others? In your name I pray, Jesus. Amen. So if you pray this prayer, or if you need help finding a local Christ-centered and Bible-teaching church, please email me at info at commitmenttotruth.org. Once again, that is info at commitmenttotruth.org. And lastly today, could you please do two things for me, all of you? Number one, could you spread the word about commitment to truth to your friends, your family, and even your enemies? We all could learn, right? And secondly, please email me at info at commitment to truth to let me know how this ministry is impacting your life. Once again, that is info at commitmenttotruth.org. I would love to hear from you. May God bless you and your family and have a great day. Thank you again for listening to our series, Please Move God, from Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Please tune in next week to hear the continuation of our series, Please Move God, preparing and believing for a move of God. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.